Plum Creek Church, and we are a place where you matter. Our mission here is centered around change lives, changing lives. We believe this happens through three important relationships, intimacy with God, intentionality with family, and influence with others. God has something he wants to say specifically to you wherever you are. Our hope is that you leave encouraged and closer to him than ever before. We'd love to connect with you online at plumcreek.church or on social media to see how Plum Creek is impacting our community and what opportunities we have for you and your family to get connected. If you'd like to support the ministry we're doing here in Castle Rock, two easiest ways are through the Give tab on our website or via your mobile device by texting any dollar amount to 720-606-5563. It's a secure connection with simple instructions to get set up. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you'll enjoy this message. Good morning, Plum Creek. How are you? You ready for an extra long weekend, I hope? Got your flowers planted and your yards in. If you're a guest with us, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us this weekend. My name is Doug, and I'm one of the pastors here at Plum Creek. Glad you're here. Very quickly, because so many people keep asking, Josh is doing good. My son, if you're a guest, uh, he almost passed away back in January, and so he's been on this journey to rehab his life and, and uh, get back from a brain infection that almost uh, took him down. And um, I just wanted to talk just real quick about that. As you would probably suspect and assume, this has been by far the most difficult thing that my wife Beth and I have ever been through. It's so tough. If you're a parent, you get it. Many of you have been through things uh, similar. And um, you know, too, that I kind of don't know any other way to do it than just to be authentic and share with you guys my heart and share with you what's going on. As a matter of fact, there's a little bit of therapy in there for me in that, just living real and saying it how it is, and it's been a, a definitely a crazy thing. It's also weird to do what I do for a living and then uh, in a calling and stand in front of you and grieve publicly. That's, it's, it's not, and you know I'm a heart guy, so I'm, it's not like I'm worried about crying, but it's just, uh, <clears throat> it's just tough to, um, to watch this happen. So Man, very grateful, tired, emotionally worn out for sure. These last four and a half months have been lots of ups and downs. But today I just wanted to say I am just very, very grateful. First of all, grateful my son is alive. Grateful that he's on the road to recovery. He was here last night doing really well. Um, Very grateful to our board here at the church that has helped create some space for me to be able to walk with our family through this time. And for our executive team, Pastor Stephen, who is just in the baptismal tank and Pastor Gary that have really had my back uh, during a time of absence when we have been out of the office more than in the office and to each of you, the rest of our staff and our volunteers for having been uh, just so so great to us, um, words would fall short to express my thankfulness for the way that you guys have walked with our family. Um, Actually beyond what we deserve, I believe that with all my heart, so thank you. It's weird to be on the other side of helping, and, and uh, I like being on the other side better, for sure. <clears throat> so thank you. <clears throat> I love 
with a passion what God has called me to do. I hope you can feel that. Um, and uh, it's, it's a challenge to not be able to be here because I love what I do so much. And so I'm always uh, grateful for the chance to stand back up here again and, uh, and share with you what the Lord's showing me in scriptures as well. <clears throat> and so I also love what God has called us to do together as a church. Um, I, I also am very appreciative of the opportunities that lay in front of us together. And so <clears throat> I'm gonna start this morning by saying I apologize because I had planned to uh, share some of the things I'm sharing with you today all the way back at the end of January. And for obvious reasons, that wasn't able to happen. So in the greater scheme of things, the Lord knew what was going on. And so <clears throat> um, I have a desire to catch you up on some things and to share with you uh, kind of what God's doing at church and what we're planning for the future. I wish we didn't have this delay, but I'm excited to share this with you this weekend. If you're a guest, um, thanks for being here. We're glad you are. You're gonna learn some things about our church uh, this weekend. So it's a gr if you're looking for a church home, this will give you the full thing uh, this week. And so um, I'm excited to share these things with you, but this will be a little different service than, <clears throat> um, than what we normally have. So I wanna share with you a recent observation before I get into some of those details that I've had uh, in my uh, devotional time, my quiet times with the Lord, I've been writing about this in my journal, and, and so it's kind of messing with me. And so you guys know me well enough to know that when it messes with me, I'm excited to bring it to you so it can mess with you, right? So that's, <clears throat> that's the objective today. Um, the stories in Scripture could really be summed up with this overarching theme that I've been noticing. It's just been very real to me lately, and so I want to share it with you. As I read the stories in Scripture and I see uh, how God interacted with these people, these real-life people, in, in the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, doesn't matter, it's all the same, uh, in terms of this one overarching theme, and that's this, that God is on the move, right? And he keeps inviting people to be part of it. God's movement, our moment. And sometimes that blows my mind to think about how, in the grander scheme of things, God's plan is that his purposes would be accomplished, but that we would have a chance to be part of it. Um, he does what, to me, is oftentimes unthinkable, continuing to invite people to be part of what he's doing, really big stuff, and things that matter. <clears throat> and what I'm convinced of is that this isn't just something that happened way back in the day when uh, those stories that we read took place, but that this is something that continues in this moment and in your life. I believe that that's very true, same, same for me. You look at examples in scripture, you think about Noah just cruising around and then now he's gonna build a boat, he's never done that before. God was on the move, and this was his moment to be part of what God was doing. Think about Moses, right? He's on the run, hiding in a desert, but God has a big plan that the nation of Israel would be freed, so he finds this guy hiding in the desert. God is on the move, and now it's Moses' moment to jump in and be part of what God is doing, seeing this theme. <clears throat> you can talk about Joshua and Caleb. You can talk about Gideon threshing wheat in a wine press. If you haven't heard that story, he's hiding from the enemy, but God had a plan. And God's plan was that he would be on the move on behalf of his people and that Gideon, this guy who's literally cowering in fear, would be the one that he chooses to lead the charge. Then you think about um, Ruth, think about Rahab, think about Mary. There's this young teenage girl just excited about getting married. God is on the move and now it's Mary's moment to be part of what God is doing. Do you see this theme? It's all throughout scripture. You think about the disciples, the apostles. And here, here's what I've been thinking a lot. This is part of what compels me to the stories in Scripture because we can kind of find ourselves there a little bit, can't we? At least we hope to. 
But today what I want you to really capture and have in your heart is that it's not just something that happened then, but it happens now. God continues to be on the move, and he continues to invite us, invite me, and invite you, invite us to be part of what he's doing. So this is also the, 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 the foundation, the very foundation of the gospel message, the good news that we talk about often. It's what we're all about here. God was on the move because he loves his people, so he sent his son to come and die on the cross, and then at one point in time in your life, hopefully many times, you've been presented with an opportunity to respond to the message of the gospel. God's on the move, and it's our moment. So I want to read with you this passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that kind of explains it just a little bit uh, clearer. Uh, the Apostle Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, we're going to look at verses 14 and 15 and then jump one verse to verse 17. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Do you see? There's God on the move and then a moment for us to respond. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become, and what's the words there? A new person, new person. And then it says this, the old life is, okay, that needs to come with a little more oomph, guys. I know it's early. The old life is, that's better. And a new life has begun. Thank God for that. He's on the move. God's movement, our opportunity to be part of it. Sometimes it just blows my mind to think that the creator of the universe right here, right now, right here in this moment through our church is on the move and it's our moment, moment, uh, God's movement, our moment. If you write that down, that's our main thought for this weekend. Let me share with you some things that have been happening here in uh, our moment together here as a church and I'll reflect just for a minute and then jump into what I believe God's calling us to do as a church. Um, 2017, truthfully, was one of the greatest year, probably the greatest year in the history of our church. Incredible. We averaged somewhere right around 200 people every weekend serving to help what we do here happen on the weekends. We have over 1,100 adults in Plum Creek groups. Think about that for a second. It's a big deal. Connected in relationship, growing in our faith, walking the journey of life together. <clears throat> I love what we have done. We talked so much about changing the spiritual climate in our valley. We have this Love the Valley initiative, and you hear about it, you just heard about it this morning, things that we're doing right here in the Plum Creek Valley to make a difference for the cause of Christ. Simple things, but fun things. 500 baby bottles filled with change and coins and dollars for the Alternatives Pregnancy Center. 78 blessing boxes for the staff at Southridge Elementary. 200 pairs of pajamas last Christmas, do you remember? For the kids at South Elementary School to be a blessing to them. Thank you guys for wanting to be part of that. As you've seen and experienced, it was fun. I like to stand in the back and watch you worship. Pastor Craig and the team, man, they're doing such a great job. And what has been so rewarding to me and encouraging to me is to see um, your participation, your involvement, your heart for worship, and just dialing it in. You know, it's one of the things God asks of us, that we would worship him and for us to stand together and worship him corporately, which I know you're doing all throughout the week as well. Man, what a blessing to be able to do that. Um, last year, Pastor Stephen and Kyle and Oli and their teams led 123 Plum Creekers on overseas mission trips. Think about that for a second. And I have a goal, look at me, for you to go. Because it will change you forever. 
When you say yes to doing this and making the commitment, the training and the opportunity to be there and to be part of that will change your life. Um, averaging over 500 leaders, children and students every week in our children's and student ministries. Think about that, 500 people involved in what's happening. This is kind of exciting. We talk about leveraging technology and um, doing our best to leverage it for the cause of Christ. 16,000 people last year watched a Plum Creek message online and over 10,000 listened through the um, recordings that we have posted. Um, that includes views from 25 different countries. That's great, who would ever thought? We're global, we're global. <laughs> Over 47,000 video views on Facebook as we leverage social media for something good, praise God, right? That equates to 33,000 minutes of content viewed and uh, the use of our Social media uh, has increased so much, it's awesome. We're very grateful. If you know our church, you know that a passion of ours is the care that God has called us to outside of the four walls of this building, literally all over the world. And uh, to date, and I'm not, this isn't right because last night we got a couple more, um, but we have partnered with an amazing ministry called One Child Matters, who's taking care of kids all over the world developing these child centers where they can come and be mentored and cared for and get food and, and medical attention. And so we have, as a church, 461 kids that are sponsored through each and every one of you. And I'm grateful. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful. <clears throat> uh, there is a challenge, though. Um, this, this weekend, uh, over the course of this weekend, one of my objectives is to get the 44 children that fell out of sponsorship that were part of our family back sponsored again. So we have 44 kids, and there's lots of reasons, guys, that that can happen, I get it. Um, you know, there are reasons financially, if you didn't update your credit card information, those things could get confused, and so we have a total of 125 children ready for sponsors, but what really I want is to get well, all of them, but especially those 44 that were sponsored before through our church that need to. So if you don't have a child, and you would consider doing that today, will you pray right now in just a second, and then when you leave, go sign up, okay? Um, we'd love for you to be part of this. I know you'll get that. Because of your generosity in 2017, we set a record for giving to missions. For the first time in the history of our church, we were able to give over $700,000 away in one year. Praise God, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as I think and reflect on that though, guys, I know there will be a year soon, and you know this is my goal if you've been around a while. We've talked about this before. I want it to be your goal too that in one year we'll give a million dollars away. Wouldn't that be fun? To be able to be a blessing to people serving and caring and leading the charge in ministries that we partner with all over the world, that would be amazing. And you gotta hear this, since Plum Creek started almost 12 years ago, we have now given over $3 million to missions. That's incredible. I'm proud to be one of your pastors. I'm proud to see what God can do when we work together. Most importantly, in 2017, 399 people made a public proclamation of faith. And so far this year, 145. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. <clears throat> I hope you can see and feel and understand what I'm talking about today. God has done so many great things and God's favor is on our church. There's no denying it. It's so fun to be part of this. And we need to hold that with all seriousness and passion to see it continue to move forward. You see, it's God's movement, but it's our moment. God's on the move and he's inviting us, you, Plum Creek, to be part of what he's doing. 
So let me give you a couple of other quick updates. Last week, if you were here, you remember that it was Pastor Kyle's last Sunday, our student pastor, and now he's moving on to a church in Richmond, Virginia. We're excited for this next calling in his life. We're gonna miss him, and the word is out. Resumes are starting to come in, and we have some wonderful applicants so far, and so I just would like to ask you to continue to pray with us that God would send us his very, very first choice and his best selection for us. I'm very confident in Pastor Ole and Dylan and our student ministries team as they continue to lead the charge. And uh, Kyle laid with the help of his team an incredible foundation. Uh, our student ministry is as healthy, uh, it's healthier than it's ever been. And the opportunity we have in front of us is as great as it's ever been. So will you please continue to pray with us as we move forward. We continue to see incredible growing impact on our weekends, and I wanna thank those of you that have tried out a Saturday. If you haven't, I would encourage you to do that. Obviously, this is a different weekend because it's a holiday weekend, but we're looking for folks that would make the move to either the 4.30 or the 6 o'clock to create some more space on our Sunday mornings for people that uh, would be coming. And so we're, we're really highly committed to fully utilizing the gift of this building that we call home. That's all it is, is our home. Uh, fully utilizing it to maximize it for the cause of Christ. And I'm not afraid to add more services, which is likely to happen in the fall. And so I want you to um, begin to just think about that and pray for wisdom as we make those decisions. Our media team is on the fast track to helping us do something that we've been praying about and moving towards, I would say, for almost a year. And that is that very soon, uh, this year, we will be able to provide a streamed service online of the exact thing that's happening here. So if you're on the road and you're traveling and you wanna pause from your activities and log in as a family to watch the service, you'll be able to do that. And uh, I promise you though that in doing this, our team, you know them. As a matter of fact, can we thank our media and tech team for everything that they do? It's incredible. <clears throat> you have no idea all the things that are going on behind the scenes to make this happen. It's awesome. And I'm very, very grateful for the way that they do this. And so what I do promise you is that it won't be a cat in the back with an iPhone, right? This experience will be awesome. We will do the best that we can to present to you and your friends and loved ones around the world an opportunity to do this. I think about our college students when they're away that want to continue to log in or military personnel that are deployed and away from home that they would have a chance to continue to be part of what their families are able to be part of. So I'm, I'm excited about that. We're also exploring an experiment with some video teaching. So let me explain what that means. This summer, there are two uh, times when we're dealing with topics on the weekend that I really want to teach. And, uh, but my family is scheduled to be out of town for vacation and dropping our kids off at college and those kinds of things. And so what I thought would be fun to try is to uh, video my message before uh, the weekend and then we can watch it via video. So if you're part of our um, Facebook and social media stuff, we'll invite you to come maybe on a Wednesday night and I'll get up here and preach my message just like I do on the weekends. And um, that was gonna help us. Also, as we continue to add more services, this will be something that inevitably has to be part of what we do as it gets tougher to do uh, the multiple services uh, every weekend that, that we already have planned to do. Men's Ministry True Grit launched with 180 men. So excited about our leadership team and the things that they're doing. Just talked with someone this morning about that. Uh, really great to see the guys getting involved, joining groups, and, and uh, make sure that you get involved. God's on the move, get involved, guys. That's all I can tell you. Get involved, it'll change your life. The Women's Ministry, same thing. Uh, 70 women went through the first on-campus Bible study. Um, 890 women attended a one-day women's retreat. We're launching 22 new summer table groups for the third year in a row. If you haven't been part of that, ladies, you're missing out. Make sure you get involved. So 
Let's hit pause for a second, and I wanna give you an update on our Seeds Capital campaign. Some of you know that 18 months ago, we uh, shared with you the need and the vision to see the footprint of our facility expanding to be able to take care of a couple things that are really pressing needs. The most important need is the extra space that we need for our children and our youth. Uh, for those of you who don't have kids, you don't know this, but <clears throat> next door right now, there are, uh, an op- there's an opportunity in the gym next door for children to be able to gather. And it's not an ideal setting. There's been, the school's awesome. They've been great. But our vision for the way that we do our children's ministry is um, so much more specific than one large room with all the age group demographic in the same room together. Um, our team is very anxious to get in a facility that will provide that. And you know, too, um, you can help us because they're set up and breakdown every week for that, which is also a challenge. Uh, if you could help us with that, that would be great. We also are in need, desperate need of some more office space here. And if you remember when we began assessing the needs to this space, we talked about the possibility of bumping our building out this way to create some office space. And um, because of kind of where we are right now, we're making some changes to that that I wanna talk to you about. Our Seeds campaign currently has 195 families that have committed to being part of it. So let me just clear up a couple of confusion things that we've heard. First of all, there are some that have said, oh, the campaign's over, does that mean that like you won't receive any more resources that we're sending in to meet our pledge? Look at me. (laughs) No, that does not mean that. Beth and I are still working on meeting our pledge too, and so thank you for your faithfulness in that, and uh, we're, we're definitely Uh, climbing the hill. There was also some confusion. One of our staff heard someone talking about the fact that this building that's being built that's attached to the school over here is our building. So let me clear that up too. Um, No, no, that's theirs. I wish that we were that far along, but that is not our space. Um, So 195 uh, families and individuals pledged totaling uh, $1,164,166 and to date $1,015,000 has already been given towards the Seeds Capital Campaign. So praise God. Can we thank him for that? At the same time, I want to give you some perspective so you can see our potential together as a church. When we started our last capital campaign that we called Committed back in the movie theater days, raise your hand if you were here in the movie theater days. Yeah. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. That's where we started. Aren't you glad we're here now, though? (laughs) So great. That was also the most difficult thing we've ever done. Um, we averaged just under 900 people in attendance when we started our committed campaign to get us in this facility. And those 900 people sacrificed and gave so we can enjoy what we have today, this home. That's what it is, four walls and a roof and a place we call home. We've never been about our building, have we? We learned that early on and we're still not gonna be, but we wanna use our building to the fullest and we wanna make sure that we're positioning ourselves to do what God has called us to do. I want you to listen real quick because this is a little bit perplexing to me And at the same time, I want you to hear that I completely trust God and his sovereignty and his plan for us. Since we moved into this facility to this last weekend, um, we have more than doubled in attendance. We averaged 900 people in attendance back then. Today, we average uh, 2,250 people on the weekends. Thank God. Thank God for his amazing growth that he's provided for us. During our first campaign, we had 221 pledges. The second campaign, we have 195. During our first campaign, there were over $2 million pledged. This campaign, just a little over a million. Uh, Last time, we were able to raise over $2 million for this building, and this time, we're a little over a million. 
And that's perplexing to me because we have twice as many people. And I understand, listen, I get it, uh, things are different. The sense of urgency looks very different from when we were sitting in a movie theater to where we are today, just kind of like nice cozy chair you got, isn't it? It's awesome, a beautiful space that we're in and sometimes we can lose our sense of urgency a little bit. And so I'm trusting God with this. Um, Today I want you to hear me say on behalf of me and our team and our board, thank you because I know there are so many that have sacrificed for us to have what we have today and to be moving towards what God is calling us to in the future. This is the most generous church that I've ever been part of and I'm grateful, I'm grateful. It's the way we want to, to lead and it's the kind of church we want to be. Do I wish that we had cash on hand to be able to pay for this facility? I think you could answer that for me, of course, of course I do. Do I think that we have the capacity as a church to take care of the needs that are in front of us? Oh yeah, yes I do. Because I know what we can do together. But you and I both know in Denver's crazy uh, economic uh, situation, our economy and commercial construction costs have just exploded in Denver since we started our campaign 18 months ago. Uh, Those that are in the construction world have shared with me that their estimates are that the costs are up about 35% from 18 months ago, which puts us in a very difficult position. The time to act is now, the time to get going is now, and we have needs that continue to grow in a significant way. So I know you know this, we live in this amazing, amazing community. Uh, In 2006, when Beth and I moved here, do you know how many people lived in this town? About 32,000 people. Do you know how many live here now? Almost 12 years later, 65,000 people. And you know that even just this week, there was an article written about the fastest growing communities in the United States. Do you know where we ranked? Number seven, number seven. And I know how you feel, because at first I can feel that way too, like, oh boy, can you just like, can we put up something to keep them out, right? How ridiculous is that? You know, we love our community, we love the small town feel, we love all the things, you moved here for the same reasons I did. This is a great community, and we're blessed to live here. Now, you need to hear my heart, though. When I hear that we continue to grow at that pace, I get excited because I look back and think, you know how smart God was back in 2006 to kick me out of Fort Collins, bring our family here so we could establish this ministry, knowing that this community would continue to be growing at the pace it is. That means there are families and individuals with hearts and souls that need to hear the message of the gospel. And I'm like, bro, you knew what you were doing. This is awesome, there's no better time than now. And what I see is that we're positioned as a church to make great kingdom impact. You look at the 65,000 people that live around you and me and we have an opportunity to make an impact for the cause of the gospel, to live it, to share it, to believe it and have others see what God is doing in our midst and invite them to be part of this. To go to them as we are into this valley to change this place forever. That's what God has called us to do. And this season now of God moving and our opportunity now to be part of it is greater than it's ever been in the history of our church. This gets me fired up. I get excited. And there's a lot of people here. I know that. But there's a lot of people that need to know Jesus. There's a lot of people that need to be freed, understanding the message of the gospel and how much God loves them. And that's why we're here. And so you might think, boy, was I smart to move here in this, man, when I sell my house, I'm gonna make a killing, right? But let me tell you something. That's not why God brought you here. He brought you here to be part of what he's doing. You are on mission with him. It's your moment. It's our moment. He is on 
the move. I believe you are here on purpose. You're part of Plum Creek on purpose. And our mission field is more than doubled just right here in this community since we started 12 years ago. <clears throat> it's God's moment, their movement, and it's our moment. We will move forward, friends, because that's what God's calling us to do. You think about what is going to continue to happen in this community. You think we have issues and challenges with some space-related stuff now? It will only get worse. So we need to do the very best we can to leverage this. So let me share with you how we're moving forward. We've begun the first phase of our expansion. Rather than adding a building here, right behind these walls is another room. And one thing that has been highly important to me as a leader is that our office space would continue to be connected so that our team would be able to be in the same spot. As a leader, that's important to me. And so what we've been able to do with consultations of our architects and some contractors is begin the process. With, the broom is already demoed. The holes are already in the floor. The concrete will be poured this week. We're putting a second story in that room that will be directly attached to our offices. And in the next several months, that will be done. The steel has been ordered. And in a couple of weeks, we'll take delivery of that. And then the fast pace construction will take place for that to happen. Now, but here's what you need to hear me say about that. This is awesome. Because of your faithfulness, and because of our team and our board's stewardship of the resources that you have graciously provided, we are paying for that 100% out of savings. So let me clarify what that means. That means that we will not be touching any of the seeds money that's come in for this capital campaign to build this building next to us. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. On top of that, the second phase of our build-out will be the parking lot that needs to be paved just out on the southwest corner of our lot. And again, we're gonna be working towards getting that done this summer, maybe in the fall, depending on how quickly we can get a contractor in here. And that as well will be paid for 100% out of savings, not touching seeds money, because of your generosity and the faithfulness of our, and stewardship of our team. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we can do that. So let me share with you, too, um, what is happening with the third phase, which will be this building that we're going to be building just here to our immediate west, west and attached to this space. Because of the things that I've described and, and shared with you today, we're redesigning a little bit of that space, and um, that should be completed soon. And here's our objective when we're done, and I want you to listen to the wisdom in this and hear why this is important. One-third of the footprint that we have as a church will be for kids and students, the space. One-third of that space will be for offices and lobby, and one-third of that space will be this right here, what we experience. And we have talked to people all over the country. Uh, we have friends that have um, multiple locations that are building uh, buildings, and what they have, they have one church that we're uh, in partnership with has 25 locations in several different states. And I just had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago to sit with their pastor and kind of pull some stuff out of his mind from what he has learned. <clears throat> and wouldn't you know that uh, this auditorium seats 800 people, and they have told us that is the exact number that they build all over the country. This is it, 800 seats. And they run 7,000 people out of one building like the one we're building. It's amazing. And that's what we're planning to do. We're planning to leverage the use of this facility. And you know me. Um, we've never been afraid of multiple services. Actually, I like it. It means we've got to work a little harder, but that's okay. Instead of building bigger, we're going to work smarter. That's who we are. That's what we do. And so <clears throat> these percentages will allow us to maximize our building, to utilize that space well. And we have several banks that have already given us the green light to proceed. And so as I've been thinking about this over the last uh, couple of months and watching what's happening with my son, I just want to share something with you that I think has critically just been so important and part of Josh's process. Um, you're talking about a kid that lost everything 
that he, that he from an earthly perspective, was known for. Um, his ability to talk, his ability to move. Um, he's a freak athlete before all this happened. Um, good-looking kid. He was a model for uh, in him uh, clothing line. And those things were all taken from him. And I keep waiting for the day where he wakes up and says, why is God punishing me, Dad? Because you and I both probably would have had a moment where we thought that. I keep waiting for the day where he wakes up to tell me how frustrated he is for all that he has lost in the last four and a half months. I keep waiting for my son, literally hear me, to have a bad day. The worst it got is when they messed up his surgery schedule for his uh, skull to be replaced. And uh, I look at this kid who, in the middle of a battle that I hope to God none of us have to face, to see how he has reached out, been part of, and actually ministering to the people that are taking care of him. The difference that he's made in the middle of a horrific situation. And I think, how, how does that happen? How does a kid have that? And as a parent, you know, your parents and grandparents, you want a foundation for your kids to build their life on. And you're gonna work as hard as you can to, to give them the truths and the foundation that will help them to navigate whatever difficulties they have to face. God forbid it would ever be anything like Josh did. And I've gotta also tell you that there have been many days where I've thought to myself, this would take down most people I know. I'm not sure I could do as well as Josh has. And that's true. But as I reflect and think about the foundation that my son has had on his life, a lot of that comes from here. Where as a parent, there are other voices speaking truth into my kid's life and somehow they just hear it better than my voice. And I yell a lot. <laughs> but he hears it. And some of you are here today, youth leaders and children's ministries team that have poured into my kids' lives as they've grown. And I think, gosh, you know that? That's what matters. Those things become the foundation and then you start thinking about this amazing community that we live in and I think about teachers and coaches and mentors and people that have poured into my kids' lives. That's what we're about. We see children this morning getting baptized. Man, there's nothing better than celebrating a young one that has given their heart to the Lord and aren't you glad that if mentored well, they're gonna be able to avoid some mistakes that we've made. Praise God for that. So when we talk about what God is calling us to do and we talk about the sense of urgency that we have and we talk about the explosive growth in our community and we talk about the influence of Plum Creek that continues to grow, God is on the move. But friends, listen to me, this is our moment. And we have to take full advantage of this. He's invited us to be part of it. It's what he does. So I wanna read to you Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off, and this is for someone here today, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Some of you are running and it feels cumbersome, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Then it says this, and let us run with endurance. Don't stop, keep moving forward. Let us run with endurance. What race? The race that God has set before us. Sometimes we look at it and we think, gosh, God, is this really what you want for me? Yeah. 
So we run with endurance the race that he has set before us. How do we do this? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's for you and me today. How do we run this race that he has given to us? Corporately, and how do you do it individually? You keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, and then he won't become weary and give up. God is on the move, but friends, listen, this is our moment, and so we're gonna run We're gonna run with endurance the race that he has put in front of us. We are not going to give up. So what can you do? What can you do? How can you be part of this? First of all, there's someone here today that God is nudging right now to write a check for $2 million. You laugh, but I guarantee you there's someone here today that could do that. And I'm praying for you. Yes, I am. I'm praying and I would love to give you a big hug. If you haven't been involved in the Seeds Capital campaign, yes, absolutely, you can be part of that. And we're gonna keep raising those resources while we're moving forward at a fast pace to see that building come to fruition. So I also wanna give you a challenge. Um, There's a passage of scripture in Malachi chapter three, verse 10. I wanna read it to you quickly. We haven't talked about these things a ton, but let let me share this with you. It says this, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. And then he says this last sentence that's just gripped my heart. He says this, try it, put me to the test. And I've shared with you before that there's a commitment that Beth and I made 26 years ago when we got married. On our very first paycheck, we made a commitment to give 10% of everything we earn back to the Lord. And I've also shared with you that part of the reason why as a organization and as a church and as a ministry that we've been able to give $3 million away to those uh, that are serving all over the world is because when we started this church, we made a commitment to not just talking about that, not just doing it personally, but that corporately we would continue to also be a church that gives 10% of it. So when you give a dollar on the weekend, 10% of that goes right to missions. That's why we've done that. Our staff and our church, we do this, our, our pastors and our directors. And so what I thought would be interesting to try and think about what it would look like. God says this to us in Malachi 3, try it, put me to the test. And that's a scary thing, I get it. We've become used to living that way because we've done it for 26 years, but a lot of people haven't. And God says this, try it and put me to the test. So here's what I wanna do. There's a card that looks like this one in the chair back in front of you. And if you're not a Plum Creeker, Take this home to your own church and ask them if they'll do it. Here's what I want you to prayerfully consider. How about a three-month challenge? Try it and put him to the test. And so I've been thinking about how do we make that even even a stronger possibility for you to give a try. I believe God at his word. You guys know me. I do. And so here's my commitment to you. Try it. Put him to the test. And at the end of three months, you haven't seen God's faithfulness and you haven't seen God's blessing, which looks different for all of us. I'll give you your money back. How about that? He says, test me, put it to the test. I'm like, all right, how do we do it? So I double dog dare you. Because listen, if we did this together, we would not need capital campaigns. We would be able to fund ministry all over the world at such a pace it would blow all of our minds. And God says to do it. I know that's overwhelming. I know, hey, listen, we're talking about our money, right? It's interesting to me too that what God says is this, um, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. 
And it's that, stated that way on purpose. It doesn't say where, right? Where your treasure is, your heart is, because you know you follow that because it matters to us. So I challenge you to think about that. Now, the last thing is uh, as this community continues to grow, we need to get the word out. And I would like there to be recognition of what's taking place at Plum Creek. So we have these really cool stickers. We call them Peace Squigs stickers. Plum Creek, you get it. That's what it's about. We call it Peace Squigs. And we have these. They're on the chairs around you. If you don't have one on your car and uh, you would like to help us get the word out, would you grab one of these? The only thing, two things I ask, put them on correctly. So peel the back. Wipe your window really clean first, peel the back, stick it on there, and then peel the front off because that's when they look really cool, if you'll do that. We have some fun things that we've got planned as we spot your vehicles out and about to thank you for doing this. And uh, listen, um, if you do this, can you please drive like a Christian? <clears throat> okay, I know that can be a challenge, right? <clears throat> Uh, but that would be awesome if you guys would do that. And then as we're leaving today, you already heard me talk about this. Uh, we have 44 of our own kids that were sponsored before that need to be re-sponsored. And I could use your help with that. Uh, so as you're leaving, if you would consider that, that would be awesome. There's a total of 125 available over the course of the weekend. Look at me. God is on the move. And listen, we will be held accountable for this moment that you and I have now a responsibility to run hard with. And I know God has big plans for us as a church. He is not, our, listen, our past is incredible, incredible. Our history, you can see, I could tell you stories for hours of God's faithfulness. As awesome as our past has been, it pales in comparison to what our future looks like because God is on the move and I trust you to hear his voice, and I trust you to be part of what he's doing because you don't want to miss out on this. Oh, God is good. Will you bow your heads? Father, we thank you for your favor. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for a chance to be part of it. To you be the glory. Lord, we've talked for years about church being a tag team sport, and as we gather together, Lord, will you give us the uh, perspective and the attitude and the heart that reflects your heart for the people around us. Will you help us to live for you, not just in the moments that we're here at church, but the Lord, as we go out of this place and do all the different things that you've called us to, interacting with all of the different people that you've brought into our lives, placing us strategically in a community that is experiencing explosive growth, Lord, will you help us to realize that we're not here on accident, but that you've called us for this moment because you're on the move and you want us to be part of it. God, this is our moment. And someday we know we will stand before you accountable and have to give to account for the way that we have handled this movement of God. God, will you help us to steward it well so that we will hear from you, well done, my good and faithful servants. Thank you, Father. We love you. In your name we pray, amen.